إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So today then we start with the new chapter Babu Ma Ja'a Fit Tanjim Who wants to read that? Go on then قال المصنف رحمه الله باب ما جاء في التنجيم قال البخاري في صحيحه قال قتادة خلق الله هذه النجوم لثلاث زينة للسماء ورجوم للشياطين وعلامات يهتدى بها فمن تأول فيها غير ذلك أخطأ وأضاء نصيبه وتكلف ما لا علم له به انتهى وكره قتادة تعلم منازل القمر ولم يرخص ابن عيينا فيه ذكره حرب عنهما ورخص في تعلم المنازل أحمد وإسهاق وعن أبي موسى رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ثلاثة لا يدخلون الجنة مدمن الخمر وقاتع الرحم ومصدق بالسرق so the title of this chapter then is Babu Maja'a Fit Tanjim, the chapter regarding what has been mentioned about at Tanjim. And this is connected to the stars. And particularly the fact that they used to believe that the stars are connected to the events that occur upon this earth. That the stars have an impact and affect events that occur in this earth. So the chapter is going to speak about this topic related to the stars and the beliefs of the people of Jahiliyyah in relation to the stars. Al-Sheikh Al-Fawzan says in the introduction, Al-Babu ma jaa fi tanjim ay ma warada min al-adillati ala tahrimi thalika Meaning the evidences are going to be mentioned in this chapter that prohibit this type of so-called knowledge that is related to the stars and their belief that the stars affect the events on this earth. And there are other points that will be mentioned too. What Tanjim al-Muradu bihi اعتقاد أن للنجوم تأثيرا في الحوادث وما يجري في هذا الكون 
وقد يراد بالتنجيم معاني أخر يأتي تفصيلها So it is the belief that stars affect the events that occur in this creation that the stars they have a role to play they affect they impact themselves events that occur in this creation وهذا اعتقاد قديم كان في قوم نمرود and this is an old belief that existed at the time of the people of Namrud. And that was the time of Ibrahim. Ibrahim Alladheen bu'itha ilayhim al-khaleel Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam wahumu sabi'ah alladheen ya'abudun al-kawakib ويبنون لها الهياكل وبيوت العبادة يعتقدون أنها تدبر أمر العالم ولا يزال هذا الشر موجودا في العالم So it is an old belief this belief about the stars and how the stars they affect things in the creation and it existed at the time of Nimrud the one who Ibrahim السلام, was sent to at that time and they were known as the Sabi'ah who worshipped the stars and the planetary bodies and they used to build certain types of structures and certain types of temples for the stars and their worship of the stars. And they believed that the stars control what occurs in the earth. And this evil belief exists up until our time. It exists now that they believe the stars, they are the ones that control the events of the earth and what is happening in the earth. So the first narration in this chapter قال البخاري في صحيحه الإمام البخاري mentioned in his famous book known as to most صحيح البخاري and the name of الإمام البخاري we've mentioned many times the most authentic opinion or strongest opinion is there a strongest opinion? And most authentic opinion? Al-Imam al-Bukhari. There are no opinions. His name is known. His name was... Abu Abdullah Muhammad ibn Ibrahim ibn Ismail. Ibn Ismail ibn Ibrahim. So again, Abu Abdullah, Muhammad ibn, Ismail ibn, Ibrahim. So Muhammad ibn Ismail al-Bukhari, famous al-Imam al-Bukhari, and he was born in the year. Anybody? 
Al-Imam Al-Bukhari was born 194 194 Hijri and he died 256 Hijri. So he mentioned in Sahih al-Bukhari, uh, this particular narration, وَهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ يُعْتَبَرُ مِنَ الْبُخَارِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ مِنَ التَّعْلِيقِ وَالتَّعْلِيقِ هُوَ أَنْ يَذْكُرَ الْأَثَرِ بِدُونِ إِسْنَادِ فَإِذَا قَالْ قَالَ فُلَانِ بِدُونِ إِسْنَادِ فَهَذَا يُسَمُّونَهُ بِالتَّعْلِيقِ so this particular narration was mentioned in Sahih al-Bukhari as one of those narrations that is considered a ta'liq. And this you find in the sciences of hadith when they talk about the narrations in Sahih al-Bukhari. There is one type of them known as the ta'liq, which is a bit different to the others. The ta'liq. It is a narration whereby the end of the chain of narration is missing, or the chain of narration is missing altogether. And as Sheikh Al-Fawzan mentions here, there are two types of these uh, versions of hadith. Al-Naw'ul Awwal, يعني هناك نوعين عند البخاري. Al-Naw'ul Awwal, تعليق بصيغة الجسم. The ta'liq, this particular narration, Al-Imam Al-Bukhari quotes or mentions without the full chain of narration, and he does it upon certainty. So he says, for example, مِثْلُ هَذَا الْأَثَرِ Like this particular narration, he says, قَالَ قَتَادَ قَالَ قَتَادَ وَالنَّوْعُ الثَّانِي And the second type is, Whereby it is not mentioned in a form of certainty. So he may say in those types, It is reported or narrated from so and so. It is narrated from so and so. That is not as certain with the form as saying so and so said. The narration we have here right now is where Al-Imam Al-Bukhari mentioned Qatada said. So it's upon certainty. Whereas others might be the ta'aliq ones. Yurwa an fulan. It is narrated from so and so. But those details you find them in the sciences of hadith. Fahada, يعني النوع الثاني يُسَمَّ تَعْلِيقًا بِغَيْرِ سِيغَةِ الْجَزْمِ وَهُوَ أَقَلُّ دَرَجَةٍ مِنَ الْأَوَّلِ So the second type is obviously lower in level than the first. وَقَدْ جَاءَ الْحَافِظِ ابْنُ حَجَرْ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ فَذَكَرَ أَسَانِيدَ هَذِهِ الْمُعَلَّقَاتِ الَّتِي عَلَّقَهَا الْبُخَارِ فِي صَحِيحِهِ وَاسْتَقْصَاهَا فِي كِتَابٍ سَمَّاهُ تغليق التعليق يتكون من ثلاثة مجلدات ضخمة وقد طبع الكتاب There is a book by Al-Hafiz ibn Hajar whereby he picked out all of these narrations where Al-Imam Al-Bukhari hadn't mentioned that full section of the chain of narration he picked them all out and basically attempted to fill in those narrations
and put them all together into a book, a large book of three volumes. But that is a side point. You find that in the sciences of hadith. Here though, قَالَ قَتَادَ And Qatada, who is that then, the narrator of this hadith? Qatada ibn Di'ama al-Sadusi, al-Imam al-Jaleel fi tafsir wal-Hadith wa ghayrih. So he is the famous Qatada ibn Di'ama. In this particular narration then Qatada says, this author, he says, خَلَقَ اللَّهُ هَذِهِ النُّجُومَ لِثَلَاثِ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created these stars for three purposes. Allah created the stars for three reasons. Yani li hikam, meaning three wisdoms, three reasons for the creation of the stars. Al-fa'idatul ula. The first of them is, as mentioned in the narration, Zinatan Lissama, as a beautification and adornment of the skies. Allah created the stars as a beautification and adornment of the skies. Kama qala ta'ala, just as Allah said in the Quran, وَلَقَدْ زَيَّنَّ السَّمَاءَ الدُّنْيَا بِمَصَابِيحِ That we have beautified or adorned the lowest heaven with these lights, meaning the stars. So one of the purposes of the stars is that they are a beautification for the sky. لِأَنَّهَا سُرُجٌ تَتَلَأْلَأَ They are... Uh, uh, they twinkle, the stars, they twinkle in the sky. قَالَ تَعَالَىٰ إِنَّا زَيَّنَّ السَّمَاءَ الدُّنْيَا بِزِينَةِ الْكَوَاكِبِ It mentions also in the other section that indeed we beautified the sky, the lowest sky, the lowest heaven, the heaven of this world, the sky that we see with the beautification of the stars. That is one purpose for the creation of the stars. The second one, Rujuman Lishayatin. And this is the second purpose, Al Fa'ida Tuthaniyah. Rujuman Lishayatin. As uh, missiles against the Shayateen. As missiles against the Shayateen. Wadalika li anna Shayateen. And that is because the shayateen do what? We already covered it in a previous chapter. That they climb on top of each other's backs until they reach the heavens and then they try to listen, to hear what the angels are saying. Perhaps they can steal some information. Perhaps they can eavesdrop some information and if they manage to do it they pass it on to the one below who passes it on to the one below they're on top of each other's backs until it is passed down right to the bottom and then he takes it to the magicians and the sorcerers 
the, the magicians and sorcerers and fortune tellers, and they use that one piece of information that is truth, that was eavesdropped from the heavens. It is truth. They mix that in with a hundred lies, with many lies, and then they present that to the people. And so the people, they hear the sorcerers and the magicians and the fortune tellers, and everything they are saying to them is absolute nonsense, lies and rubbish. But there is one item that they mention to them that ends up coming true, because that was the truth eavesdropped from the heavens. And so then the people believe that they are upon truth because one thing came true. So the shayateen, they climb on top of each other's backs to eavesdrop from the heavens. They try to eavesdrop from the angels in the heavens. وَيَأْتُونَ بِمَا يَسْتَرِقُونَهُ إِلَى الْكُهَانِ مِنْ بَنِي آدم. And then whatever they manage to eavesdrop, they pass it on and bring it to the sorcerers and fortune tellers from the people. وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ جَلَّ وَعَلَى حَفِظَ السَّمَاءِ بِهَذِهِ الشُّهْبِ الَّتِي تَنْطَلِقُ مِنْ هَذِهِ الْكَوَاكِبِ فَتُحْرِقُ هَذَا الْمَارِدِ فَتُهْلِكُ However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made what we call the shooting stars. The shooting stars that are as missiles to shoot down those shayateen climbing on top of each other's backs to get to the heavens, to uh, eavesdrop from the heavens. The shooting stars knock them down. That is one of the purposes mentioned here. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the stars as one of their purposes to be the shooting stars against the shayateen. And so it is mentioned when they are struck, they are burnt, those shayateen, and they are destroyed and killed. Khususan, عِنْدَ بِعِثَةِ مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فَإِنَّهَا حُرِسَتْ السَّمَاءِ بِشَهْرِ especially at the time of when the Prophet ﷺ was given the prophethood. It is mentioned in the books of Sirah, when the Prophet was 40 years old and he became a prophet. At that time when he became a prophet, the number of shooting stars massively increased. They would see a huge amount of shooting stars. After the Prophet became a Prophet. Because now the revelation had begun. And so now the Shayateen had even more to try and eavesdrop. And there was even more reason to protect that revelation from them. And so it is mentioned in the books of Sirah when he became a Prophet. The number of shooting stars observed by the Quraysh multiplied. Multifold compared to what it used to be. So the Shaykh mentions, especially at the time when the Prophet ﷺ was made a prophet, the skies were protected with the shooting stars. It's mentioned in the Quran here, وَأَنَّا كُنَّا نَقْعُدُ مِنْهَا مَقَاعِدَ لِلسَّمْعِ That we used to sit there to eavesdrop. 
فمن يستمع الان يجد له شهابا رصدا but whomsoever attempts to listen now will find a shooting star in wait وَأَنَّا لَا نَدْرِي أَشَرٌ أُرِيدَ بِمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ أَمْ أَرَادَ بِهِمْ رَبُّهُمْ رَشَدًا استغربوا هذه الحراسة وهذه الشعر وكان ذلك مؤذنا ببعثة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولكن بقي من, ها من هذا شيء لكنه قليل So in particular, in fact, not when he became a prophet, it mentions just before he became a prophet, just before the prophethood began, the multiple shooting stars began in the skies. And so it's mentioned in these ayat that the shayateen, they were surprised about this great amount of protection being given to the skies with those shooting stars. And that was all an indication of the coming of the prophet an indication that the prophethood was going to begin, that the number of shooting stars multiplied vastly just before the prophethood began. So at that time in particular, there was a lot of the shooting stars. And now the Shaykh says, بَقِيَ مِنْ هَذَا شَيْءٌ قَلِيلٌ That there is a small amount of that that still exists. You still occasionally see a shooting star. So that is the second purpose of the creation of the stars. The third purpose mentioned in the hadith, alamat yuhtada biha, signs that you can find guidance via. You can guide yourself via the positions of the stars. And that is one of the purposes of them. That is well known to those who travel and particularly on the oceans and on the seas. It is something well known and used by the people. فَاللَّهُ جَعَلَ لِلْمُسَافِرِينَ عَلَامَاتٍ يَسْتَدِلُّونَ بِهَا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَعَلَامَاتٍ فِي السَّمَاءِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made signs on the earth as a means of recognizing where you are and where you're going. But also in the sky. Allah has made certain signs, certain things that you can look at and recognize where you're going and which direction you're in. So as for the signs that exist on the earth, then they are certain pathways, certain valleys and mountains. If you go on a certain uh, uh, travel or a journey in the olden days, and you came across a certain mountain, you now know where you are. And then you keep traveling and you come across a certain canyon. Now you know where you are because those places are in fixed locations. So there are these uh, landmarks, landmarks on the ground, on the earth. When you pass those landmarks, you know where you are. A particular canyon, a particular valley, a particular mountain. So then you know where you are on your route. And so those are the signs, the landmarks that Allah made on the earth for people to guide themselves with. And as for the skies, then the landmarks of the skies are the stars, the sun and the moon. The sun is obvious and the easiest one because it comes up in the morning from the 
east and it goes down in the west. So in the morning, at night, if you were completely lost, pitch black, completely lost in the morning, when the sun comes up, you'll know exactly where east is. And you'll know exactly where west is. You'll know your directions then, because of where the sun comes up. In the evening, you're traveling, you're traveling, you're traveling. It's coming to Maghrib time. You know where the western direction is, because that is where the sun is setting. So the sun is a clear landmark in the sky, identifying for you where the directions are. The moon likewise, although that may be more complicated, but the moon likewise, and the stars also, again, that may be more complicated, but the stars also. فَالنَّاسُ يَسْتَدِلُّونَ بِسَيْرِهِمْ فِي الطُّرُقِ وَلَا سِيَّمَا فِي الْبِحَارِ التي ليس فيها جبال وليس فيها علامات وكذلك في الليل يسيرون على النجوم ينظرون إلى النجوم ويعرفون بها الجهات فيسيرون إلى الجهة إلى الجهة التي يريدونها وكذلك يستدل بهذه النجوم شمس القمر على القبلة في الصلاة لأنهم إذا نظروا إلى هذه النجوم عرفوا الجهات واهتدوا إلى جهة القبلة. So the other signs that Allah has made are the stars and the sun and the moon. And the people can use them to identify what direction they are traveling in, especially those out at sea. Because those who are out at sea no longer have any landmarks. landmarks. The landmarks of the earth no longer exist out at sea. There is no uh, valley, there is no mountain, there is no nothing else there to guide yourself. It is all open water. So for them now, they use the signs and the landmarks of the sky, of the stars and the positioning of the stars. You heard of, they say, the North Star and this particular star and that particular thing. And you can see those and they have certain positions in the sky. And so you know which direction and where you're going. So they would use them, especially the Sheikh says, out at sea and when traveling at night. When traveling at night, even on the land, it may be pitch black, you cannot see anything, you cannot see where the particular mountain is and other uh, uh, roadways. So you may use the stars to give you a heading as to where you are going. And on top of all of that, especially the Sheikh says, these signs, the sun, the moon, the stars, they can be used to determine the direction of the Qibla for prayer. They can be used to determine the direction of the Qibla. And that is one of the conditions of the prayer. From the shuruq of the prayer is istiqbalul Qibla. That you must face the Qibla. So if you're out in the jungle, in the desert, and it's prayer time and you have no compass, no phone, no way to work out where the directions are, you can use these types of signs to try to determine which direction is where to be able to pray accordingly. فَهَذَا مِنْ حِكْمَةِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى مِنْ خَلْقِ هَذِهِ النُّجُومِ خَلَقَهَا لِهَذِهِ نعم So this is the wisdom that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the stars for. Those three wisdoms as a beautification of the skies 
as the missiles for the shayateen and as signposts to guide yourself and to identify the directions. Now then, we understand what the three purposes of the stars are. The Sheikh then says, Ammaman arada an yazida ala hadihi al-umur al-thalatha allati dhakaraha Allahu fi kitabih fakama qala qatada faman ta'awwala ghayra thalika akhta'a so then the narration says, or the Sheikh says first, whoever tries to interpret anything more for the stars over and above those three reasons, anybody who tries to interpret something more, that the stars also mean this and they also mean that, and they come up with a fourth and a fifth and a sixth. Anybody who tries to come up with more on top of these three, then as Qatada mentioned, man ta'awwala ghayra thalika akhta'a wa adha'a nasiba. That whomsoever tries to interpret anything else, more than these three that are established, then he has erred. He has made an error. He has done wrong. That is incorrect then for him to interpret more than these three affairs. And he has lost his portion of that guidance. Because Allah did not create them for anything more than these three reasons. That's it. لِأَنَّهُ أَرَادَ أَنْ يُحَمِّلَهَا شَيْئًا لَمْ تُخْلَقْ مِنْ أَجْلِهِ So if a person tries to give some meaning to the stars that they were not created for, then that individual has made an error and a mistake and is wrong for attempting to give greater meanings to the stars that do not exist for them. Only these three exist. كَأَنْ يَعْتَقِدَ فِيهَا أَنَّهَا تَدُلُّ عَلَى حَوَادِثَ فِي الْأَرْضِ For example, if the person thinks or believes that the stars are indicators for what is going to happen on the earth. That they see a certain star or a certain constellation. They see a certain... Movement, and they say that indicates such and such is going to happen on the earth. So that is completely false. That is now a belief in the stars that does not exist. It is not an interpretation that is valid. The stars are not there as predictors to what is going to happen on the earth. So anybody who believes that, can يعتقد فيها أنها تدل على حوادث في الأرض? believes that the stars predict what is going to occur on the earth, then that is incorrect. Or they believe that the winds, the winds are going to blow 
in a certain way, in a certain place, because of the way that the stars are aligned, or they believe that the rain falls due to the stars, so-and-so star is visible tonight, such-and-such constellation is visible, that means it's going to cause the rainfall to happen on earth. Or they believe that the stars, the constellations, or this particular star, that star, if it is visible or invisible, then it is connected to the death of somebody occurring. Or to the life of someone existing. Or that if a certain star is visible or a constellation, etc., it means you are going to get success in your affairs. Or perhaps it could mean that you're going to get a lack of success, failure in your affairs. فَهَذَا كُلُّهُ مِنَ التَّقَوُّلِ وَالتَّطَاوُلِ وَالْخَرْصِ وَالتَّخْمِينِ وَالدِّعَاءُ لِعِلْمِ الْغَيْبِ الَّذِي مَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ بِهِ مِنْ سُلْطَانِ All of these such claims, they are purely made up. All of that is purely made up. And it is only estimations and guesswork and a claim to the knowledge of the unseen that Allah has not revealed any evidence for. There is no evidence for that, that if a certain star appears or a certain constellation appears or a certain star moves in a certain way, that this indicates somebody's going to die. Or it indicates that it's going to therefore rain. Or it indicates you're going to be successful in your affairs. Or you're going to be unsuccessful in your affairs. There is no connection to the stars and the events of the world in that way. And anybody who believes that has fallen into error. And that is exactly, is it not, what they do with their so-called star signs. Exactly in this chapter, Sagittarius and Capricorn and Cancer and all those others. So your star signs, they write up all these little articles. Your star sign, this indicates that this year you're going to meet someone. And you're going to be very happy with that person. And this is going to happen and that's going to happen and all this type of rubbish. All of this uh, claims to the knowledge of the unseen. That is what they do. And that is their belief, the belief that existed in Jahiliyyah and continues and persists among some, among some to this day. So the Shaykh says, وَالنُّجُومُ لَا تَدُلُّ عَلَى هَذَا لِأَنَّهَا لَمْ تُخْلَقْ لِهَذَا The stars do not indicate any of these things because they were not created for any of these purposes. Only the three that we mentioned. وَإِنَّمَا هَذَا يَرْجِعْ إِلَىٰ عَلَّامِ الْغُيُوبِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ All of these so-called affairs that they connect to the stars, all of those affairs return back to Allah, the one who has knowledge of the unseen and knows everything, not to the stars. فَقَوْلُهُ تَأَوَّلَ مَنْ تَأَوَّلَ يَعْنِ اعْتَقَدَ فِيهَا غير ذلك من هذه الأمور الثلاثة 
التي دل عليها كتاب الله فقد أخطأ. So whomsoever believes that the stars have any other purpose other than the three mentioned, then they have interpreted something that the Quran has not indicated whatsoever. It is not in the revelation whatsoever, and they are incorrect and wrong for their belief. And they have lost their guidance. If they believe those extra affairs regarding the stars and their star signs and all these things, they have lost their guidance. In particular, the Sheikh says the meaning of that is Minadin. They have lost their share of the religion. They have lost a share of their religion, a portion of guidance from their religion. And the portion of guidance that is being referenced here is a portion such that it is deemed for them to have committed kufr if they believe these other beliefs regarding the stars. And so you see the complete impermissibility of star signs and all of those other matters connected to it. The complete impermissibility of reading those star signs. Even if a person says, let me just see out of interest, let's just have a laugh. Haram. Impermissible to open up that page, to open up that link, and to read the star signs out of interest uh, for a laugh, or whatever it may be. Not allowed and not permissible to engage in these things. These are not trivial matters. People, they think, what's the big deal? It's a, it's a joke, it's rubbish, let's just see what it says. They are not trivial affairs. These are matters of tawheed and shirk. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the stars for purposes. And now if the people come along and designate other purposes for them, and other people now want to read them, and they have interest in them, and they want to see even if it's just for the sake of seeing, then already you have accepted the invitation into that door. They opened up the door for you, star signs and this and that, you have already stepped into the door by reading those, and even if you say it's a joke or a laugh or interest, haram and impermissible, so a Muslim does not engage in that whatsoever. And the narration says at the end, وَتَكَلَّفَ مَا لَا عِلْمَ لَهُ بِهِ that the person who tries to designate other purposes to the stars has burdened himself with an affair that he has no knowledge of. Allah has not given you any knowledge of the stars besides those three purposes. If you now try to invent more, you have burdened yourself with an affair that you have no knowledge of. Intaha at the end meaning kalam qatada. That was the statement of Al-Imam Qatada. Then, وَكَرِهَ قَتَادَهُ تَعَلُّمَ مَنَازِلِ الْقَمْرِ وَلَمْ يُرَخِّسْ إِبْنُ عِيَيْنَ فِيهِ ذَكَرَهُ حَرْبٌ عَنْهُمَا It now mentions in this next part, وَكَرِهَ قَتَادَهُ تَعَلُّمَ مَنَازِلِ الْقَمْرِ That Qatada 
disliked and in the context of the salaf disliking means that he viewed it as haram kariha yani harrama and the salaf the kariha means harrama qatada ta'alluma manazil al-qamar ta'alluma manazil al-qamar aw manazil al-qamar manazil al-qamar majrur مضاف إليه anybody else منازل القمر منازل القمر so many people they say they're doing Arabic I finished Medina book one book two book three where are they all ما شاء الله so it is على وزن منتهى الجموع مفاعل so it's ممنوع من الصرف However, a word that is upon a pattern of a mamnu' min asarf, as it is in this case, muntahal jumu'ah, if it is attached with alif and lam, al muhalla bi alif wal lam, then it is majroor bil kasra, yujar bil kasra. So in this case, it is going to be manazilil qamar with a kasra. So, qatada viewed as haram. To learn the manazil al-qamar. We'll come to the meaning of that in a minute. Manazil al-qamar. We'll come to that in a minute. وَلَمْ يُرَخِّصْ إِبْنُ عِيَيْنَ فِيهِ And neither did Ibn Uyayna allow that. Ibn Uyayna, meaning Sufyan, Ibn Uyayna. Here, manazil al-qamar. The meaning of manazil al-qamar. That Qatada and Ibn Uyayna and others disapproved of and viewed it as haram to learn it is al-manazil allati yanziluha fi al-shahr wa hiya thamaniyah wa ishroona manzila arba'a asharata manzilatan yamaniyah wa arba'a asharata manzilatan shamiyah yanzilu fi kulli laylah manzila So it mentions that the manazil, they are the, the movements of the stars. They have a certain position where they will be during the month. During the month, there are certain positions that they will be at. And there are uh, uh, 28 positions in total that they will be in at. And 14 of them are considered from a, the, a, a, from one direction and 14 from the other direction. That they have these 14 positions in the sky. What do they call it in English, in your translations? Phases. Uh-huh. 14 phases. They will have 14 phases, 14 locations and positions. Uh, uh, 28 in total for the whole month. وَعَلَامَةُ هَذِهِ الْمَنْزِلَةِ نَجْمٌ مِنَ النُّجُومِ الْمَعْرُوفَةِ يَقْطَعُهَا الْقَمَرِ فِي شَهْرِ And how do you know where the positions are and what phase things are at? The moon will come across or, or, or go across a certain star. The moon will, be, will traverse beyond a certain star. Then the next night it will have gone beyond a certain other star. So these are all phases now. Phases of where 
the uh, uh, the timings of things are the timing of the month is by the moon and where it's gone and which stars it has now gone beyond in the sky بينما تقطعها الشمس في سنة so the moon does all of that within a month whereas the sun does that in a year the sun does that in a year and the moon does it in a month those phases وكل منزلة ثلاثة عشر يوما وواحدة منها أربعة عشر يوما وهي القلب وهل يجوز تعلم هذه المنازلة المنازل لمعرفتها من أجل الحساب So now then is it permissible to learn about these different phases these different phases that occur and the, the movement of the moon and the stars is it permissible to learn about that so when you see it you can recognize what phase is going on and where the moon is where the stars are is that permissible or does it go into the boundaries of the haram uh, 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 knowledge of the stars and into forms of astrology and those matters? Does it go into that or is it permissible? The Sheikh says there are two opinions about this. First opinion is it is impermissible to get into that. Impermissible to start learning about the phases and the movement the moon and the stars and how that all works. Impermissible to get involved in that. And that is the statement and opinion of Qatada and uh, Sufyan ibn Uyayna. لِأَنَّ هَذَا وَإِنْ كَانَ لَا شَيْءَ فِيهِ فِي نَفْسِهِ إِلَّا أَنَّهُ وَسِيلَةِ لِأَنْ يُعْتَقَدُ فِيهَا مَا لَا يَجُوزِ So even though that in and of itself isn't actually an issue just to know about the phases, and what phase the moon and the stars are in, just having that knowledge and knowing that in and of itself isn't a problem. That isn't shirk in any way, but that can open the door to other things that people then fall into impermissible beliefs. So it is from the means of blocking the pathway to potential harm after that, because if people start learning about these phases and how it works and the moon and the stars, then slowly, bit by bit, they may end up into those same ideas and thoughts of people interpreting the movements of stars as affecting the earth, etc. It opens up a door that may lead to evil. Hence, Qatada and Sufyan ibn Uyayna did not make it permissible to learn about those affairs. فَلَا يَتَعَلَّمْ مَنَازِلَ الْقَمَرْ عِنْدَهَا لِأَنَّهُ رُبَّمَا يَتَدَرَّجْ إِلَى اَعْتِقَادِ أَنَّهَا تُؤَثِّرُ فِي الْكَوْنِ وَأَنَّهَا وَأَنَّهَا وَلِأَنَّهُ زَائِدٌ عَلَى الْفَوَائِدِ الثَّلَاثِ السَّابِقَةِ So because learning those things may lead on to people believing more about the stars than the three things mentioned, that's why that door is closed from the start so that you do not enter into that field at all. القول الثاني though, the second opinion, أنه لا بأس بتعلم منازل القمر that it's not a problem learning about the phases of the moon and the stars وهذا ما يسمى بعلم التسيير and this in Arabic he mentions is known as علم التسيير the knowledge regarding the movement and how it occurs 
وهو مذهب الإمام أحمد وإسحاق بن راهويا راهويا أو راهوي راهوي راهويا المحدثون mention both but what is apparent is that it should be ra how rahoya rahoya not rahaway and they say because rahaway the way at the end uh, there is some attribution of that word like that to the shaitan or some meaning of it connected to the shaitan so they say that is not befitting and suitable rahoya so ishaq ibn rahoya who was who ishaq ibn rahoya is shaykh He's the Sheikh of who? Ishaq ibn Rahoya. Al-Bukhari. So we have Al-Imam Al-Bukhari famous. We have Al-Imam Ahmed famous. Ishaq ibn Rahoya. Maybe not so much. But Ishaq ibn Rahoya is the Sheikh of Al-Imam Al-Bukhari. Al-Imam Al-Bukhari is the student of Ishaq ibn Rahoya. وَقَوْلْ كَثِيرٌ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ And many others from the people of knowledge they say, just learning about those phases of the moon isn't a problem. وَهَذَا هُوَ الصَّحِيحِ And this is what is correct, insha'Allah. لِأَجْلِ مَا فِيهِ مِنَ الْفَوَائِدِ وَعَدَمِ الْمَحْذُورِ Because there are benefits to knowing that. There are certain benefits to knowing about the phases of the moon and where things are at in the month. وَأَمَّا الْمَمْنُوعِ فَهُوَ عِلْمُ التَّأْثِيرِ what is impermissible is the knowledge of cause and effect, whereby you believe that the stars are affecting and causing things to occur on the earth. That is the belief of the people of Jahiliyyah. So just learning the phases of the moon and the 28 phases, uh, that is not a problem in and of itself, the Sheikh says, as long as a person does not open the door to the affairs that we spoke about before, believing that there is a cause and effect between the stars and what happens on the earth. وَعِلْمُ التَّأْثِيرِ يَنْقَسِمُ إِلَى ثَلَاثَةِ أَقْسَامِ You have to adhanna. Isn't it 53 today? 15. 15. 15. 15. 15. 15. Yeah. No,
So here then the Sheikh he says, Ilmu Ta'thir Yanqasimu ila thalafati aqsam. Kulluha muharrama, lakin ba'aduha ashaddu min ba'ad. That this knowledge of cause and effect between the stars and worldly events, it is of three types. All of these types are haram. The first type of belief regarding that, Al-Qismu al-Awwal, اعتقاد أن هذه الكواكب هي التي تحدث هذه الحوادث الكونية وأن مصدر الحوادث هو حركات الكواكب وتشكلاتها The belief that these stars they themselves create the affairs in this creation They are the ones that create what occurs in this creation. And that the source of all events in this creation is the movement of the stars and their forms. The movement of the stars and their forms, they are the source of all events that are created and occur in this earth. Wahad, and that is obviously severe. That level of belief is a severe misguidance. And that is the belief that they had at the time of Nimrud. Wahada atiqadu sabi'a. Wahuwa juhud lil khaliq subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is the belief of those people that Ibrahim alayhi salam was sent to. And if you believe that, You are essentially therefore rejecting the creator. And you're saying instead the stars are the creators. You've essentially made the stars as your creators. And therefore you've rejected the creator. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَاعْتِقَادَ أَنَّ هَذِهِ الْكَوَاكِبَ هِيَ الَّتِي تُحْدِثُ هَذِهِ الْحَوَادِثِ And so they believe that the stars, they bring about and they produce these events that occur on this creation, in this creation. وَأَنَّهَا هِيَ الَّتِي بِتَشَكُّلَاتِهَا وَحْوَالِهَا يَنْتُجُ عَنْهَا مَا يَحْدُثُ فِي هَذَا الْكَوْنِ مِنْ خَيْرٍ أَوْ شَرٍ وَمِنْ صَحَّةٍ وَمَرَضٍ وَمِنْ خُصْبٍ وَجَدٍ وَغَيْرِ ذَلِكٍ فَهَذَا هُوَ اعْتِقَادَ الصَّابِئَةِ So they believe that by the different forms of the stars and their states that they are in, that from that, the events of this earth are produced. From the states and the forms and the movements of the stars, the events of this creation and everything in this creation is brought about. 
from the good and the evil that exists in this creation from them. And from good health or being sick, it is as a consequence of them, of the stars, from having plentiful vegetation and crops and greenery to having droughts and famine, all from them, from the stars. They produce all of these things occurring in creation. So that is the belief of the Sabi'ah, and that is clear, clear-cut kufr, to believe that the stars are the creators of all these things in creation. That is by consensus of the Muslims, that is clear kufr to have that belief. The second type of belief is a little bit less, but still incorrect and haram. أَنْ لَا يَعْتَقِدَ أَنَّهَا هِيَ الَّتِي تُحْدِثُ هَذِهِ الْحَوَادِثِ The one who does not believe that they create the events of the earth, a person who doesn't believe that, but does believe, لَكِنْ يَعْتَقِدْ أَنَّهَا سَبَبٌ لِلْتَأْثِيرِ But he believes that they are a cause they themselves don't produce it or create it, but they are a cause for the events of the earth and what occurs on the earth. They believe that it is Allah who creates everything, but they believe that the stars are a cause by which these affairs occur. And we know that is false. Because in the narration before, it highlighted the three causes or the three reasons for the creation of the stars. And was this one of them? It was not. So this is a false belief of theirs that Allah is the one who creates, but via these stars. They are some type of cause for the events of the earth to occur. False belief again. فَيَنْصِبُ إِلَيْهَا الْأُمُورِ مِنْ بَابِ الْأَسْبَابِ So they uh, attribute events and occurrences to the stars saying that the stars are a means for these events to occur and that is not the case so this type of belief would be the first was shirk akbar they believe the stars themselves create everything the second one here al qism thani would be what type of shirk shirk asghar fahada aydan batil wa la yajuz wa huwa shirk asghar لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ لَمْ يَجْعَلْهَا أَسْبَابًا وَلَا عَلَاقَةَ لَهَا بِمَا يَجْرِي فِي هَذَا الْكَوْنَ أَبَدًا مِنْ نُزُولِ مَطَرٍ أَوْ هُبُوبِ الرِّيَاحِ أَوْ غَيْرِ ذَلِكَ وَإِنَّمَا هَذَا رَاجِعٌ إِلَى تَدْبِيرِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى لِأَمْرِهِ وَإِذْنِهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَلَيْسَ لِلْكَوَاكِبِ عَلَاقَةٌ بِهَذَا غَيْرَ أَنَّ اللَّهَ خَلَقَهَا لِلْأُمُورِ الثَّلَاثَةِ الَّتِي سَبَقَ بَيَانُهَا So this is also a false belief and it would be categorized as minor shirk. Major shirk if a person dies upon it, not having repented, the ruling in the afterlife is in the hellfire forever. Hellfire forever. This second category, somebody dies upon minor shirk. Never having repented, dies upon that. What is the ruling? Definitely punished? No. 
في معشية الله فتحت المشيئة so definitely punished somebody who committed minor shirk minor shirk does it take you out of the fold of Islam it doesn't so you're saying still somebody who commits minor shirk and dies without repentance will definitely be punished in the hellfire but then afterwards will be removed and entered into paradise because minor shirk does not exit you from the fold of Islam so eventually they would still go to Paradise after being punished. That is the opinion of many of the scholars. It is not as simple as just to say minor shirk doesn't exit you from the fold of Islam, so it's under Mashiatillah. Because minor shirk and major shirk, both of them are termed as shirk. They are both shirk, major shirk, minor shirk. They are both shirk. And Allah said in the ayah, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَنْ يُشْرَكَ Whether it is major shirk or minor shirk. So the scholars, they said, many of them, neither forms of the shirk are forgiven. In the afterlife, if you died upon either form of shirk, you will be punished. The only difference is, if it was major shirk, you will be in the hellfire forever. If it was minor, after a period of being punished, you will be removed and placed into the paradise. So this second type is minor shirk. The third category, al-istidlal, the third type of belief people have, al-istidlal biha ala al-hawadith al-mustaqbalah. وَهَذَا مِنِ الدِّعَاءِ عِلْمِ الْغَيْبِ وَمِنَ الْكَهَانَ وَمِنَ السَّحَرِ to use the stars as predictors of the future. That they look at the stars and the star signs and how things are working. And they use those as predictions for the future. Like your star signs. The star sign things they do is a form of that. The star signs is a form of predicting your future. This is going to happen, that's going to happen. So if they use the stars and connect them to predictions of the future, that we can tell you this is going to happen and that's going to happen, and they speak of future events based upon the stars, then that is also uh, an act of kufr by agreement of the Muslims. Because it is claiming knowledge of the unseen, claiming knowledge of the unseen. وَكُلُّ هَذِهِ الْأُمُورِ الثَّلَاثَةِ اعتقاد أنها هي التي تخلق هذه الأشياء واعتقاد أنها أسباب لما يجري في الكون من الحوادث واعتقاد أنها تدل مجرد دلالة على أنه سيحصل كذا رخص أو غلاء ومن تزوج في النجم الفلان فإنه يوفق ومن تزوج في النجم الفلان أو البرج الفلان فإنه يخفق all of these types of things the Shaykh said, all three of those beliefs, whether you believe the stars are the creators, or you believe Allah creates, but the stars are the causes, or you believe that the stars indicate future events that you can then uh, become aware of. And the Shaykh gives examples of that. He says that they say a person who gets married under... Uh, uh, when the stars are aligned in a certain way. 
They say if you get married on that night, on the night when the stars are aligned in a certain way, that's bad luck for your marriage. Or maybe if they are aligned in a different way, you get married on that night, that means your marriage is going to be successful. And things of that nature, they connect the stars to predictions of the future. This is going to happen, that's going to happen. Because of the stars aligned in this way or that way. And this shows you the incorrectness and impermissibility of the statement they make. Often, when something good happens for you, they say, Your stars were aligned. Your stars must have lined up for you. That is a phrase they have in English, they say it. To indicate when something good happens for you, your stars must have lined up. They, they were aligned for you. And you see now the dangerous nature, the dangerous nature of these statements. That statement there is purely from this category. Their belief that your stars lined up and therefore caused this good luck for you and whatever's happening. So the Sheikh says all of that is impermissible. وَأَمَّا عِلْمُ الْحِسَابِ الْمُسْتَفَادِ مِنْ مَنَازِلِ الْقَمَرِ لِمَعْرِفَةِ مَوَاقِيتِ الصَّلَاةِ ووقت بذر الزرع وغرس الأشجار وغير ذلك من المصالح فهذا ليس من الاستدلال بالنجوم على المحرم وإنما هو من علم الحساب والله خلق الشمس والقمر للحساب As for knowing the phases of the moon and therefore knowing the timings of the month that isn't a problem like those who are expert in those affairs they know that for example at certain times of the year farmers know when they should sow their seeds at certain times of the year. So they may look at the phases of the moon and work out what times of the month it is to then recognize whether they should sow their seeds now or not. To know about the timings of things, to sow the seeds or to do other things of that nature, that isn't a problem. That is not connecting the stars to the events. It doesn't mean that in this phase of the moon, plant your seeds and they'll be good. No, it just means that it is known through experience. As it is known to us. If you go and buy a plant and you go dig it up in your garden and put it in there, put the soil on, it will be dead within a day if you did that in the middle of December. You know that. It will be dead within a day or two or a week or two because of the freezing temperatures and those plants are not meant to be planted in that frozen ground in the middle of winter. Rather, it tells you on the pack, plant between April and June or whatever they say, because it is known. Those are the seasons and the weather and the temperature for the plants to grow. So using the phases and knowing the times to do certain things, no problem with that. That is experience and known. وَهَذِهِ الْمُفَكِّرَاتِ الَّتِي تُعَلَّقْ عَلَى الْجُدْرَانِ وَتَدَاوَلُهَا النَّاسِ لِمَعْرِفَةِ مَوَاقِيتِ الصَّلَوَاتِ هي من هذا النوع من العلم المرخص فيه والذي رخص فيه الإمام أحمد وإسحاق وإسحاق نراهوية وغيرهما سواء كان من الحساب الشمسي والقمر كله من هذا النوع لا بأس به لأنه فيه مصالح للناس وليس فيه اعتقاد سيء. So uh, he mentions generally like timetables now. Timetables for the prayer. You could go out there, you could have a look at the sun and the movement of the sun and the timings and everything and work out a timetable for the prayers and have an idea 
uh, an approximate, reasonably accurate, approximate idea of your timings for the prayers for the whole month, and you get your timetables, giving you an approximate, reasonably accurate idea of when the times of each prayer enters for the whole month. And that is based upon your recognition of the length of the day and the sun and those matters of times based upon the sun and the length of the day, etc. No problem in that, the Sheikh says. That is not connecting anything to the events or the occurrences. It is purely judging by times and the sun and the movement and sunrise and sunset to be able to estimate and give approximations and make a timetable for the prayers to give you an approximation of when those times should be. That isn't a problem. The problem is when people have the beliefs connected to the stars that goes over and above the three items mentioned. That is where we will conclude for today. Uh, is there a lesson next week? Yes, there is. So next week, inshallah ta'ala, we'll carry on. A bit earlier next week, try to be here 8 p.m. 8 p.m. will start Maghrib next week. It's going to be like quarter past seven. So uh, uh, try to come for Maghrib or straight afterwards. 8 p.m. will start. Not 8.15 or 8.30. 8 p.m. inshallah ta'ala. Next week on the dot, we'll attempt to begin. So we can try and finish before, uh, uh, before the prayer.